Hi, this is Brian Ibbett from The Morning Stream, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Any survivors? The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. not panic ladies and gentlemen the casuals have indeed taken control of the airways this is casually hardcore live on alphageekradio.com for the podcast listener <laughs> no time will have passed wow mm-hmm. Welcome back to Casual Hardcore after our um, unex- undersea, unexplained mass sponge hiatus. Sure. Mass sponge okay. hiatus? Okay, you, if you don't get the Ghostbusters reference, I have to deduct a point from your nerd card. Hand it over. Okay, some of us actually went out like adults and had fun last night. Who? My brain's working a little slow. Yeah, like adults. <laughs> and you're learning that you're... Partying like an adult is something only kids should do, right? <laughs> right. Notice the built-in conflict in that statement. Yeah, well. Yeah. It was fun at the time. Uh, my lawn, get off it. <laughs> I am old and infirm. Mm. Moving right along. Yeah. This is one of many nerd podcasts on the internet, but this one is ours. That's right. Yes. Therefore, it is... We licked it, therefore we claimed it. <laughs> <laughs> Put her finger right in the middle of it. The one That's woman, mine. the one woman on the podcast. Tell us more about your licking habits. <laughs> I can guarantee you, there are dozens of sweaty nerds uh, dying to hear more details. Do go on. You t- you brought up the topic of licking. Lick the ones and zeros. Speaking of licking. <laughs> Speaking of licking. In the IRC, we have our producer, nay IRC rep, the one and only. Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. Gnome is the one who licked Barry, hence Barry belongs to Gnome. Only. When have I ever licked (laughs) Barry? You said your very own, so there you no, go. Our oh. very own. Uh, well, I'm changing it to your. Was, was it, yeah. was, There's was, no was licking it, involved. This is obviously <laughs> your show, then. <laughs> Did something happen in <laughs> Seattle that I blacked out? Uh, <laughs> you need to tell me something about a group licking experience in Reginald. <laughs> He did look. He did have a wonderful sheen and patina to the beard the next day. I was uh, just kind of put that down to conditioner. Mm, we'll have to ask. When some... you sleep, your tongue kind of lulls out, and then <laughs> things happen. <laughs> no, I know what happens with my body when I sleep. There's been recordings made. Ah. Nothing you would want to approach without a protective suit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yes, Boba Fetish from the IRC says, yeah, th- these are also things that will cause you to edit, gnome-wise. Yes. You think? <laughs> Whatever w- do you mean? Uh, Don't make me go get my Boba Fetish. He doesn't edit. 
shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> How many times today do I need to say shut your filthy mouth? A lot. Okay. <laughs> Just kind of setting things up here. So we've been away for a couple of weeks here, uh, other than partying hard with the pubes, uh, and only l- listeners to previous shows will understand that reference, uh, what you been up to? Um, well, I had four days off in a row, which yeah. is- explains the, the, I can party like I'm 20, yeah. no, I can't attitude. I can. I just don't yes, feel actually, well afterwards. Yes, you can. There are just, there's a price to pay. Exactly. <laughs> and we should probably, you know, remind people that- Tangents! are kind of a big deal. Yeah. Seeing as we went to trouble with having that drop in, we should occasionally dust it off and use yes. it. Yes. Yeah, so no, no, so I've just been hanging out around the house and... Uh, Rehydrating. Yeah, <laughs> rehydrating. And um, what else did we do? We got massages. We... Ooh. Oh, I went out and I got Fable, the Fable, the anniversary edition, so... This is the retooled for HD version? Yes. Yeah. And how shiny and glorious does it look in 1080p? Well, let me tell you how far I got. Oh, dear. So I... How does that splash screen look? I yeah. know. So I grab it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's Fable. I'm going to play oh Fable. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I get home and it says um, that it works with smart glass. So I'm like, yes! Ooh. And I'm like, smart glass. Oh, dang. Okay, so that's a, um, it's an iPad thing. So I go and I grab... <laughs> shh, don't, don't go there yet. So I go <laughs> and I grab, uh, I grab Girl's iPad and I look at it and it's not connecting. And I'm like, why is this stupid thing not connecting? And it's like, well, he has the one for the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And I only have an Xbox 360. Oh. So I'm like, whatever. And then I go, wait a second. My Surface is from Microsoft. What the hell am I doing? It's probably already <laughs> on my freaking Surface. So I go and I pull my Surface, and the app's already on there. It's connected and everything, and I'm like, oh. Well, that was a waste well, of time. Well, that was a waste Hello. of like 20 minutes trying to figure out what was wrong with the stupid iPad edition. Um, and then I got as far as playing the first little chunk, and my eyes started hurting. I don't know what it is. I think it's because the um, the text is kind of... Still kind of 8-bitty, sort of? This is supposed to be the high-definition remastered Mm, edition in 1080p glory. So, I mean, Fable Mm. was an 8-bit, so... (laughs) I know, but that's what it reminds me of. It's not that that's what it is, but that's how Something has gotten broken in translation. That's how it looked to me. So I was just like, oh, my eyes hurt, so I stopped playing, but... That Mm. makes me a sad panda. But I'll play some more today, and then we'll figure it out, but yeah... So I'm excited. I I have it. Yes. It's sitting there. It's ready to go with my Surface. It's all connected and everything. I just need to play it. Uh-huh. Report back with your findings <laughs> next week. You now have a mission. Exactly. Right. I could have sworn I had a mission from God drop in somewhere here, but you, you just imply, just assume that I played it. We're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. From God. Yep. Ah, so last uh, time we were together, we uh, spoiled the living hell out of uh, Winter Soldier. Well, yeah, it's already out. Come on, people. What? It was out 80 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Feels that way. In internet years. Right. (laughs) No, I mean comic book years. (laughs) Yes, in comic book years, that's even worse. Um, So we've since had a chance to, I don't know, did you guys bother picking up? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to see the fallout from yes. the movie? Yes. What we is did. your opinion of what, how, has it improved the show, not improved it, made it interesting? Do you care? What, what? Are you well, I'm more interested in Ward now than yes. I was before. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Mr. But, Cardboard Cutout has a one more yes. dimension to yeah. him. He's yeah. now two-dimensional. The problem is, as he's gone up, like... May has gone down from May's me. gone down a little bit. Simmons has gone way, way down. down. Like, I'm finding her just be annoying She now. is annoying. Um, they haven't given her a lot to do. Which kind of sucks. Fitz has been okay. So it's like they, they just kind of are interchanging people in well, terms Fitz of... Fitz is doing the rage thing. Yeah, the, but... The, the, the barely contained simmering nerd rage thing. Right. Which is like, yeah! I am impotent. I can't do anything. Right. I will find a way. Yeah. Come back 15 episodes from now. though, I think is what the problem is. Is She's just like, she was so gun-ho and this is the way it is. And, and I believe yeah. in this guy and he, everything he says is, and now she's just like. Well, her entire world is, I, I think that's what they're trying to play right. on here is she is a rules-based character. And she was comfortable in her little pigeonhole inside the grid that was the shield hierarchy. Yeah. And that's all gone now. Yeah, but no, before that, before she, that, she, she was started on that scheming path. before that. Yeah. Well, to get the blood testing. Yeah, yeah, which, you know what? If she was really that much of a rules lawyer, she would have stopped doing that because right. he said stop it. You should have stopped. Right, Your right. superior said, superior don't said, do knock it. Knock it off. Yeah. So I don't so know. I found her to be annoying. I thought May, the only issue I have with her is just how like sorry she is towards Coulson about yeah. her role. Like she should be she harder. Was supposed to be this badass. Like she should have been like, look, Fury gave me the order. You don't like it. Suck it. You've just <laughs> exactly. described every line she's had right. since it's been real. But that was right. her character up until this point. Right. But suddenly now getting found out that she was doing this, she's become like this apologetic, like... I don't see the apologetic side at all. She simply says... Well, she, she, she doesn't understand why she's not reaching Coulson. She's like, why is this an issue? I should be able to tell you it was my orders and that should be the end of it. And you're... St- why are we still talking about this? She's frantic about yeah. it. She's uh, she's too emotional about it. Like well, she's that, acting that's their like, way of trying to oh reveal that she has she has an emotional connection yeah. to Colson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hitting at their previous history, they're doing it really clumsily. Yeah. I just I didn't enjoy that piece of it. I mean, what's his face? Uh Patton uh Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald. He's fun. I mean, he's always a, a, a fun character to have so we'll see where they really go with that um, you're obviously not to the most current no episode. i missed we haven't watched this last week so. yes we have not watched this yeah. last week so okay so but yeah i don't know it just yeah i Otherwise. mean it's still clinging i can say you yeah. know it's it's there i think it was rejuvenated slightly for me um it's certainly the monster of the week shows were getting old um i and i yeah. understand clearly now why they were doing Monster of the Week. It was the entire setup for Hydra cleaning out the fridge. Yeah. It's because they had to line those cells in those storage containers right. with Monsters of the, the Week, week. So for then. the bad guys to make off with a laundry list of stuff we already knew about instead of a right. vague list of baddies who will be re- revealed later. Instead, we have concrete. No, we recognize that guy and that stuff and that gun, and we we have a reason mm-hmm. to fear these things. And it was a nice layer of saying, you didn't actually think we shot these things into the sun, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, shield lies yeah. yep. to everyone, everywhere. Just uh, like the doctor. Just like the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, but that's the same kind of interesting mm-hmm. twist to your apparently heroic and noble characters. It's like, oh no, we're lying our asses off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we are a spy agency. Yes. It's what we do. And that was that was a, a through line on 
Winter Soldier mm-hmm. that has has now carried through to Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, this is to me. This is still their opportunity. They have an opportunity like few other shows do. They have a free pass, and they've enjoyed the free pass of ABC is not going to cancel them, right? Because it's all part of their grander plans. So they didn't actually have to, and they clearly weren't overly worrying about their ratings. But they're betting on long term. Okay, we, we we set the stage more slowly and deliberately than any other show could because mm-hmm. we knew we were not going to get the axe. We didn't have to be concerned about reordering our episodes right. to get the exciting ones in faster. I'm looking at you, almost human. Seriously. Um, to you know, desperately try and get um, our new viewers to join in. They instead said, no, we're, gonna, we're going to tell the story in the proper order, slowly build. Yeah. But now we're in payoff territory. If they don't deliver, if the, if the season finale and the season premiere uh, next year are not strong and full of fan service and, and, and Marvel Cinematic Universe joy... I'm not sure how long they're going to keep that free pass. Yeah, I mean, I right now they kind of fall into the the grouping of it's like when the comics do a massive crossover event, right? And you have to read crappy comics because there is story in there. That is That's the best yeah. analogy yeah. for yeah. Agents of Shield. Yeah, Agents of Shield. It's a crossover, it's a crossover event. Over. It's a crossover event, and it's the one comic where you normally wouldn't read it, but you have to follow the story. So, so you, you do end up it. reading it. And but it's so, like, but like this is the core comic. Comic. This is the the actual Civil War issues. Yeah, it's because just, it's, it's, it's Agents where, of Shield is the bonding agent between the different. It stories. Is, but it's still been. But it's. St- I still look at it just one of those offshoot comics that has story in it that you have to read to keep up on the entire crossover event. But it's not one you would normally read. It's and not one you have a subscription for. That's where they're at right now. I what I'd like to see them do in season finale, and they are at least somewhat trending towards this. Is you might as well if you have this free pass. I don't care about fan service. Take some chances. Just do some stuff that's really out there because you have the free pass. You might as well try to exploit it a la Guardians of the Galaxy, which is just a really out there thing to bring in. So why not do some really out there stuff with this show? Or get you got to maybe do a kind of clear the decks a little bit and get some different cast members well, in. They might very well be yeah. setting up for exactly that because yeah. a way they could be taking this is... You know, if this were things that were really unraveling in a spy agency and you know, evil evil organization versus ostensibly good organization, um, when things are discovered, people are gonna get off. Yeah. Yeah. So they could very well be heading towards a yeah, you got attached to this character. Oh well. And yeah. and the Whedons are not unknown for well, this. Well, and maybe of they're more like you know uh, these people aren't getting attached to these characters. Maybe it's time to just whack a few, right? Re kind of reshuffle the deck, but and also see what we get. that would lay the groundwork of be careful who you get t- attached to in the future because we've already demonstrated True. our our willingness to kill these people permanently. Yeah. Um, now, and that's my that may be what's needed to really kind of re re-energize the show. Well, I'm expecting Marvel to be to do more of the risk taking that you just described in their direct to Netflix. Yeah. That's what I would expect. Just, I mean, just looking at the properties they've chosen power man and iron fist. Right. And 
Jessica Jones. Yeah. Not exactly a well-known character. Daredevil you know, had, had a movie and sure. was probably the most known of the characters. But the Defenders and the New Defenders, I mean, what right. average citizen... Of course, what average citizen knew about the frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy? No, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a continuation of Marvel wanting to uh, popularize their, their super groups. But... Yeah, you know, I, I was happy to see you know filming is underway and the first Netflix stuff. I'm really whether I, I have no particular allegiance or attachment to these characters. The Defenders were never part of my pick list. Mm-mm. Daredevil never. I, I, had, I had to go look up who the who hell did, Jessica who, Jones yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I had an affection for Power Man and Iron Fist for some odd reason in the '80s, uh, so I'm more familiar with their storyline. But I also knew that they were never going to be mainstream. Um, just, you know, Power Man. I mean, come on. Just all I need to say. Um, and a, a, you know, a martial arts-based character named Iron Fist. Right. It's like, didn't uh, brainstorm that no. name too long, did you guys? No, it's pretty easy. But um, <laughs> I'm still rooting for Marvel in a big way. Just, I want them to prove the concept can work. Yeah. Because if they... Laugh all the way to the bank with this, where they say we invest a modest amount, but not a cheap amount of money, because they're putting decent investment mm-hmm. into sure. those properties. And if they get good return on that investment, other development companies will say, "Yeah, hmm," and we'll get more—not just nerdy comic content, just content people taking the risk of developing shows that would never make it past or even make it to pilot stage um, under the old system. And to me, that can only be good for lovers of storytelling like us who just want to see stuff we already love or be surprised with new things that um, under the the really ironclad, if you don't know somebody who knows somebody, you're never going to make it to broadcast TV. Yeah. Will instead... March and it'll only be about the quality of the story, and it'll be the integrity of the story too. Right. Instead of popping it up for a season, messing it all up, and then changing going, it's it to not try and work. get viewers, yeah, to basically to teach studios to be satisfied with enough viewers. Look at the MMO model. There are MMOs out there that have in the original EverQuest is still going. Sure. I know. Not because they have the most subscribers, but because they have enough subscribers. Right. And the thing that has annoyed me over the years, seeing good show canceled after good show canceled after good movie not made or canceled during the development process is because that industry is blockbuster obsessed. If you are not a Lost or an ER or something of that scale... They're not that interested in you. Or if you're not reality TV that is cheap ass to make, and so it doesn't matter that they don't get billions of viewers, millions and millions of viewers. Um, so you either get crappy content that was cheap ass to make, so they don't care as much, or if the stuff they invest in doesn't clear the decks and, and get every single viewer's eyeballs ever, they're not interested in you. These people need to be retrained about, but what if you're getting enough? You're paying for your expenses and you're making a good profit. Why stop making that thing? Oh, sure. You're alive and mm-hmm. your paychecks are being paid and people are interested in and well, I think that's why are you no, stopping? But I mean, we not only may we see that from Marvel succeeding 
but we may just see it from things like Netflix original productions already cheering them on, already uh, succeeding. I mean, as long as they keep their subscribers, they'll take chances. As and I see Hulu doing the same thing, and Amazon Prime, Xbox now is trying to get in on it. And I I am cheering for every one of these efforts (laughs) to succeed. Now, why Xbox decided to pilot there is the excavating of. E.T. cartridges. They freaking found them! <laughs> that, to me, was completely awesome. Uh, there's certain things that are just better left buried. Too bad they dug them up and I, they found them this weekend. I bought, you know, I had that game as a child and it was... Oh, it's not, it's not that they're going to play it. This is just a piece of gaming history that... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are pieces of crap that yes. were part of Should be left history, And you don't... I mean, okay, yes. I mean, it, it is the symbol behind one of the greatest failures of a marketing... of a licensed uh, property yes. ever. But nonetheless. So, I don't know. It's just one of those, like, you know, Netflix? They started with House of Cards. <laughs> Microsoft digging up a hole in New Mexico. <laughs> It's like compare uh, and contrast these two approaches. <laughs> but hey, it appeals to the audience they want to appeal to. I know, to. That's I know. But that's one of the interesting things. You look at the content that Microsoft has chosen to develop yeah. for their offering, and they are—they really seem to not be chasing new viewers. No, they really seem to be building a reward base for subscribers. Sure, we already know who you are. We're going to program to your demographic. And instead of saying, hey, let's make a really wide appealing thing, like let's try to do our own Game of Thrones and try and get people to buy a gaming console in order to access, they're like, no, screw it. We're going to reward the people who did buy. Yeah. We're not going to change. And that's an interest. That's a, that's an innovative that's approach. No, when has funny. anyone ever really done that before? Sony's done a few shows, like Core, yeah. it's basically a nerd news program that they had for a couple of years, but it, it didn't, you know, didn't endure. Um, no, they've, so we'll done, see. they've done a good job. Even in the 360 days, they were they were the first one to jump on, partnering with Sprint to get uh, the Guild onto Xbox yes. Live, and so they've they've understand at least that portion of their audience to to get those type of content on there. Um, but again, I mean. Like I said, I just finished the second season of House of Cards, and it's like, that was damn good. <laughs> so I'm always in favor of a company just putting something on that's damn good. And you, really, You're I, allowed to do that. I was never a fan of Arrested Development, but uh, from talking to people who were massive fans who... That was funny as hell. <laughs> did you watch the, the Netflix? No, I haven't, no, I haven't third seen it And I've heard that was a dip from the other two. I've heard people who originally said... That seemed to be a dip. Who have since gone back and rewatched and oh, said, yeah. "I think it was the hype. The quality oh, okay. is actually there. Mm. It was just so overly hyped." Right. Netflix re re yeah. reviving a dead series that you love. Rah 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 rah. That they set the bar impossibly high. Right. So that all the critics were like, "Oh, it wasn't as good." They they clearly were shooting them yeah. when not all the actors were available because they had to, but. 
I've seen since then basically retraction reviews saying, you know, I think I was caught up in the hype. Yeah. And these are just equally as hilarious as the previous goings on. And that's so one there's I'll... a danger in reviving a dead series sure. versus a completely well, original of your oh, expectation yeah, sure. level. Right, you have no expectations when you go to House of Cards. Right. right. Other than reading on the internet that this is the best thing since sliced yeah. bread. Oh my God, you must watch this. Exactly. Well, you, yeah, I mean, after the first season, you definitely had expectations. And the second season, we're just like, oh my God. Hmm. Just one of the badass that endings shows. ever. Um but, I mean, at the same time, Netflix is at failures. That Hemlock Grove was a piece of crap. Like, I could only get through, like, four episodes, and I was like, You're not a 14-year-old girl. No, but even 14-year-old girls, I think, were like, no, this sucked. Maybe I should watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's getting, it got another season that's coming back well, in June good, or July. Good, good luck to that one. But, I mean, so it's been kind of balanced. I mean, the, the Orange is New Black was really good. That was a great, epi- you know, series so far, and I'm looking forward to that one coming back. You know, Arrested Development, I'll definitely give it a try, and you know, they're going to do three different series for Marvel. My expectation, one of them will probably suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible. But as but long I, as one I, of them's awesome, it's going to balance but out. But I like the fact so. that they are, are headed towards a supergroup movie right. with, with a plan. Right. It's basically, they're doing the Avengers model in small scale. Yeah, yeah. It's the basically, here's... Hell's Kitchen Avengers. Right. <laughs> and and that's Marvel looking at, well, we have a long history of the right. Hell's Kitchen heroes that we have followed in this corner of the right. Marvel right. Universe. Let's dust that off. So we'll I, I, I expect a liberal salting of Kingpin in there and, you know, just... The whole, I would expect so. <laughs> it's, he, he is he, the he big is the bad Kingpin of, of Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Um... <laughs> But, you, I mean, you look at, and I hope they, they ignore, they haven't really indicated they're going to ignore the existing uh, Daredevil movie or not. Um, That'd be okay. Yeah. I, 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 I particularly did not like their characterization of Kingpin. Um, they, they, he's rarely, I won't say never, because they have had times where he has you know entered the fray. Right. Um, and he has but a, that's not his thing. It's not his thing. They, right. they kind of immediately cut to the let's duke it out together chase because it's a movie and they're going to kind of get to the boss fight. Right. And it's like, like no, I want I want the crime lord who has yeah. the minions and has plans within plans right. within plans. Right. Godfather levels of yeah. organization. And they had, I mean, the guy, I mean, physically he was, a, I can't remember his name right now. I don't remember the actor's name, but I loved him in the role. I thought that he was a perfect, yeah. he was a perfect choice for great. the role. But, but yeah, the, the story is they what missed had that piece with. of the characterization. I also was not too big on uh, Colin Farrell's uh, Bullseye. Yeah, either. me neither. He was a little too wacky, crazy. He was yeah. weird, twitchy. Like, yeah. yeah, Bullseye's a pretty stone cold assassin. Right. I had always pictured him as the completely focused, right. um, waiting for the precise moment guy. Michael and Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, who's unfortunately passed away. Yes, but, sadly, um, a great loss to the acting community. Yes. But the yeah the, the the I found um him to be not Michael Clark Duncan to be um bullseye, bullseye to be annoying he was he yeah just, he was, he was just, too, yeah he was annoying he, he, was, he, was, he was too too yeah he yeah. was he was like on he was manic. all the time he was, yeah. yeah he was a manic assassin right which yeah. really that's, does like I don't know if that would work, work too well no. <laughs> especially <laughs> someone with such perfect aim you right. think he'd be a little more steady a little more yeah. centered a little more you know. I mean, I think that they took the idea of his his reflexes were so out of control that he was he was almost a speedster. Just bonkers, but I'm wild and crazy. That just made for a really freaking annoying <laughs> yeah. character on yeah. screen. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, um, we will see what they come up with. Looking forward to it. Yes. Um, from the uh, the Black Void, um, missing earlier made the point of 
we were talking about uh, Simmons. Oh, yeah. She did better when she knew the rules she was breaking. Yeah, I guess so. And now she doesn't even, she's completely at sea now, which has made her, unfortunately, annoying to watch. I just thought she was more loyal back then. You know, that was my thing. She was loyal. It's not that she didn't mind breaking Mm -hmm. rules, because she broke rules with... with, um, Sky. Sky. Right. All the time, but um, I just thought she was... She was more loyal, and then she, all of a sudden she's not that loyal. You know, it's like a completely break in her personality, in my opinion. Inconsistent. Yeah, it's inconsistent. Okay, so you, you didn't see it coming, and you can't look back and say, where did this come yeah, from? Yeah, like, you well, can't how point did to, that... Oh, this makes sense because of this. It, this right. happened. No. Like, you know, Colson never did anything to make her not be loyal, so right. yeah. where did it come from? It's straight, yeah. It's There's just too weird. many times they're doing that with these characters. It seems like they're breaking Left turn. their characterization without justification. Reason. Yeah, yes. I mean, some cases they do, but a lot of cases they're not, and that's right. that's frustrating. All right, that brings us to our uh, slightly belated first break due to microphone issues. We shall return after a little bit of John and Elio. Uh, this is Cylon number six. We shall return right after this. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Tall and platinum blonde Saunters with a real dress on She has powers of seduction We had to flee from Caprica Battlestar Galactica She the source of our destruction There's 15,000 survivors Racing She is cyber number six She is always in like everything that I'm a lunatic They don't seem to understand that I'm only human She is only a machine They don't seem to realize She's the angel that we need That we need She said that she is one of twelve Cylon or a human Searching for the 13th tribe We can make it there alive Journey to their solar system There's 50,000 survivors Racing through the stars And she is Cylon number six She is always in like everything that I'm a lunatic They don't seem to understand that I'm only human She is only a machine They don't seem to realize She's the angel that we need, that we Understand that I'm only human. 
Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. And Grail ruptures his spleen (laughs) trying to close the door to the office. Because it's so hard because he's old. It was far. I was trying not to slam the door. (laughs) The door was too heavy for you. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. (sighs) So... Geeks in the Gaming World. Uh-huh. Um, I managed to get the uh, the free demo version of uh, Diablo through installed and played through. Wow. Ah. Um, I need you guys to explain to me, mm-hmm. why would someone keep playing this game? What do you mean, why would somebody keep playing this game? Uh, it seems like it's the equipment and level grind portion of, a, of an MMO excised and made into an entire game. Um, <laughs> dispute my argument. Well, I, I mean, dare you. Okay. Well, I'll I'll dispute your argument by basically saying every game can be summed up with: you're taking a character, you're increasing their power. To, you fight challenges to increase their power. You have that increased power now to face bigger challenges. That's pretty much the summation of, of almost a lot, a, good chunk a of whole games. heck of a lot of games. So if you don't understand, if that is what you're boiling any game down to, then you basically are cut off from any role-playing game. You're cut off from pretty much a lot of the games out there. So I don't know. It, it, I don't know how I can explain why that's fun. It to me, it's it's the the enjoyment. It, on a small level is just seeing that character grow, getting access to new abilities, seeing how you can combo those abilities together to be effective and taking on harder things. Killing things in cool ways. And basically, <laughs> and, and it gets even better if you then have friends around while you're killing things in cool ways. And that's ways. the piece I think yeah. I need to experience is I've not done the multiplayer thing. <laughs> yeah. And also, you, you, know, you get a very limited taste of the developing... Uh, skill tree yeah. in the demo version. It's very... I mean, what character did you start off with? I've done uh, with um, Mage and a Barbarian okay. so far. Yeah, I mean, both of those take a little... All of the characters obviously take a little bit to get going to where you really start having access to a lot of different skills. And once you get the skills and then the corresponding... Skills exactly. The corresponding runes, that's when you can start really making some interesting combinations to like, oh, okay, now I sort of see how I can make my guy do crazy stuff because... Because there's all these synergies between all your abilities. And you could do, hey, did you see that cool thing I just did? I just bumped him off the wall and he knocked into another wall and then fell off a cliff. Yes. That was awesome. That's right. <laughs> Around the bend, you know, off the backboard. Net, yeah. Right? yeah. That's what it is so. for me. That's what Diablo is for me. Did yeah. you see how I killed that guy? Yeah. That was great. That's pretty much, I mean, you know, I'll, Ooh, I'll play with Aaron and yeah, we'll pull much. the crap out of stuff. I mean, hell, we've even had a couple of games where uh, Barry's joined us and we've gone. Oh. 
romple stomp through you know some area uh but yeah i mean for me right now it's still amusing not only that but once you get to obviously you've completed the main game and you can get into the reaper of souls where you're just doing bounties and you're doing these type of things. It's basically, it cuts out even the extra crap of like, I don't care about story. I want to get in here and just start killing some stuff and get cool drops. And then when you get cool drops, you're like, Oh, I got this plan to make this really cool weapon, but now I got to find this other item. So now I have oh, okay. to do that. There's a, there's a piece I have not yeah. approached yet. Was mm-hmm. the crafting right. and the rune aspect. Okay. It becomes, so it's, it's a lot of, it's the, same, the same addictive, yeah, it's, it's the, fun, and it has the the benefit of being like, well, I just want to dink around and you know clear five bounties. Okay, now I'm well, done. Consider yourself unnoticed because Ireland's out of town this week. No, oh. mm. so yours truly may have a little free time mm. after the kidlets go to bed and before I collapse from old man exhaustion. Mm. There you go. So there's like so a eight-ish. seven seventeen <laughs> minute window <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Where we can get some hardcore gaming in for 14, 15 minutes. There you go. <laughs> each and every night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Now we've, uh... I am a shell of a man, I tell you. <laughs> well, so Hearthstone just released on the iPad. Yeah. He's been playing like crazy. Everything. <laughs> it changes. It's like Mio. <laughs> changes everything. Uh, yeah, so I, I was like, okay, well, now it's on the iPad. I have no excuse not to play this, so I have to download it. So I started playing it, and yeah, I can see the addictive quality up to a point. And now I've hit that point where I'm not spending money on this game. Okay. Other people have either spent a lot of time and or money on and it. I have now gotten to the point where I am consistently fighting people with multiple legendary cards in their deck. And my rogue deck can hang, but it's... Getting a little frustrating now to that. All to I hear I'm in like, the middle eh. of the night is cuss words coming from yeah. the other side of the bed when he's well, playing that game. Well, have you so. <laughs> spent any time researching deck builds? Because oh, yeah. There's tons of resources out there no, for. No, I've looked at deck builds. Guides specific to people who are not spending money. Yeah. No, I've make... played my, my rogue deck. I've got from whatever you start. I think you started ranked 25. I am got up to 18. Um, so you're doing ranked, not arena. In ranked, yeah, arena you have to actually earn enough gold to go into, and then you basically that's like a what is it constructed or what do they call those sealed decks? I yeah. don't know, whatever. It's like because you basically pre-made decks. You you make well, you but you only get you pick a champion, and then you have to pick from three cards at a time, and you get one of the three cards, and right. then and it's random, so you're not sure what type of deck you're gonna no, that's, get. That's that's the the basis of yeah. arena play. So it's and it's fun. I mean, that's cool. But you need 150 gold to be able to do that. So, you know, you can do a daily quest that gets you 40 gold. And then every three wins gets you 10 gold. So it takes a little bit of time to burn there to get back up to 150 uh, to play in that mode. But it's it's enjoyable. I, I'm having fun with it. Uh, you know, but when I go and say, okay, well now I want to try like a paladin deck, I'll start off and I have 10 of the 20 basic cards and right. I'm, I throw together a deck and I go in and it's like somebody drops Ragnaros on me and then Anixia <laughs> and then the, their matching system needs Sarah, and you're like, really, really dude, I am like a level one paladin here. Like why? But because it takes your whole level into account. So, so I've seen some fun videos of you can get very creative with your combos and do some mm-hmm. pretty epic damage. There's a guy who was down, he was like, he was down to like six health. His, his opponent had 17. Yeah. And one, he had three cards out. One was frozen. 
and managed to play a sequence of four cards that annihilated his yeah. opponent. And it was just a matter of synergizing what the yep. cards could do using one card to summon two low attack minions, using another next card to buff them to greater strength. Another one took away the freeze, and another allowed gave all the cards on the on the, the table charge. So they could all attack immediately. Yeah. And he just wiped the floor with the guy from an apparent losing position where even the commentators on the stream were completely blindsided because they were talking about how, how he was going to lose. Right. And then he just like, dink, ba-dink, 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 I win. Yeah, it's it, it was a lot of it's a lot of fun, and there I've had moments, especially with my rogue deck, where I've hit that, where I've had a guy who had twelve health, I was down to like three, but you're like, come on, he had, he had a, ta- a taunt up and a taunting minion up, and I was able to basically blast through his twelve health and destroy his minion and do everything I needed to do in one turn, just in one turn, because the rogues, those are the moments are you like, wait for. You're like, yeah, it was great, but then there's other times where you're just that like, happens. To you. <laughs> oh my. Well, it's not even just happens to me. It's just where you see these cards where you're like, that's an epic card. That's a legendary card. That's another legendary. Okay, so I'm playing against a pretty high level deck here. Yeah. And sometimes you can overcome it, but it definitely. You're playing. You're playing from behind. So at why that point. doesn't it rate decks versus rating the people? They're still, know. even though they've released, I think they're still tweaking the matching system. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a constant battle for them. Because I mean, any card game. That's the main thing is in order to do a competition, yeah. they don't. Well, a lot of the times, I think that's you don't why they decks. created arena play, where right. it's now arena play. It's about your skill of using what you've been presented with, yeah, and your ability to realize what cards synergize with each other. Because it doesn't matter what cards are in your deck because right. the deck is provided to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. So your constructed deck. It's it's yeah. it's all directly from every TCG ever constructed versus random. Sure. Right. Well, yeah. Well, and if you're gonna do a constructed deck, I mean, seriously, if you go out and you're you're gonna do a constructed deck, that's fine. It's all about the cards you own, though. But then you don't play a level one well, deck so, yeah. with a level thirty deck. Right. I mean, you know, the bit so, that's some yeah. CCGs you, or at least online CCGs have that where it basically says your deck has a point cost associated exactly. with it, and you have to be under that point cost. To be able and you'll or you'll play people you do that have a, you're within a certain amount of your point cost. Right. This one they basically say no. It's it's more about your skill at playing. So we're going to match you up against people that are skillful that may also happen to have been playing for long enough that they've earned these cards or have just dropped you know fifty a hundred bucks on the game and then said okay I bought you know twenty. Packs booster. I don't packs, care basically. how great your skill is. If you're basic, if a murloc is going against a dragon, the murloc's gonna lose. Well, I'm yeah. Just saying. But it's yeah. There's <laughs> there's definitely times, and I mean, like you said, there's a lot of internet resources out there where people will drop money or time and then put together one of these decks that a lot of the internet say this is a deck that can do. Well, yeah, the, hun- the hunter zoo decks are supposed to be very powerful right now. Yeah. Um, I can deal with those. Right now, it's it's more just certain frustrating parts where you're like okay we're in a pitched match and ragnaros <laughs> which means i'm about to take eight points of damage and i have to the face nothing you can do about absolutely. it absolutely and that's what makes Suck. that card legendary yeah kind of kind of annoying but you know like i said for an ipad game it's a great time waster on the obviously iPad. you it's it's, it's awesome. held your attention this far awesome works really well there uh so yeah but between that, you know, league still holds my attention enough that, especially this weekend, since it was double, uh, you know, point double weekend IP. on their on their game. So it was yeah, double IP weekend. So 
played a crap ton of that. Soak uh, it up. Yeah. Gotta gotta get it while the getting's good. <laughs> and been playing Titanfall. That still, still holds your attention. <sighs> That's one's a little rough. Talk about matchmaking. <laughs> you know, we get into a game on Prepare Titan, for Titanfall. Oh, Titanfall my God. where there's like us four are playing and we're like level seventeen ish and you get somebody who's like level fifty prestige six times, level forty five prestige five times. Like so this guy's effectively like level three hundred. <laughs> And they matched them with And you. that's our matchmaking. And then it's like, and a level five on their team. Like, oh, great. And great. that's apparently what offset yeah. them. Yeah, of course, these other folks just blow us apart. Now, I mean, in fairness, it does basically, their matchmaking system looks and goes, oh, you've gotten your asses handed to you the last three matches. We're going to reset who you're playing against, and it'll reshuffle the deck every so mm-hmm. often in that regard. But it's it's a tough game, that's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and then it becomes four people shouting cuss words mm-hmm. instead of just one. <laughs> you can only hear this guy. I though. can only hear right. this one, but I can hear two out of the four. So what have you been doing, Daxon? Uh, that was pretty much it. Yep. My fable was really it. I, I was actually cleaning out our um, office and I found a lot of cards that we got from packs and oh, from all yeah. the past events that there's a couple of things there that we have like some codes that I'm probably just going to post since we haven't used them uh, where you get discounts and stuff. But one of the ones that I wanted to do was that beat buddy one, which I thought was really cool. The musical. What was beat buddy? It was where that little, it's a little blue guy and he has these little headphones uh-huh. and it's all musical. So you go through, it's kind of a scrolling platformer maybe it's. And if I remember correctly, and the more things that you did, the more beats that, came into your the music so at the end you had a whole musical score uh-huh. so like at first it was only like a drum and then it was like two drums two different drums beating uh, two okay. different beats and then it was you know that you'd add like a piano in there and then at the end you had this mu- this whole musical score interesting so it's actually really cool um and i noticed that we had a coupon for like a 50 50 percent off hmm. of that one so i figured i would once I finish my fable, <laughs> I'll pop right. into that. But yeah, I did find a lot of cards that hopefully um, once I get them all together, we can go ahead and pop them into um, our forums and people could just use them if they want to. That'd be cool. We have codes like crazy. But that's pretty much all I've been doing. You've been doing more of the gaming than I have, which obviously both of us has been, have been doing more gaming than Gnome anyway. But Yeah, well, that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Um, but I was really interested in, I was reading the news about PAX East, mm-hmm. which was really cool, and I was really interested in, I was interested to see if anybody was in the landmark um, beta, because right. they, they just... Their alpha was six weeks, and they finished their alpha already. Yes. So I was kind of interested to see how that was going. I know you can't really say a lot about the actual game, but I'm, I mean, EverQuest. I love EverQuest, and I've yeah. Even though I'm not imaginative enough to build like some amazing things in you're, Landmark, you're not a Minecrafter, which is what Landmark I mean, appeals I, to. I I can Minecraft. I played it for a really long time, and I made my silly little houses and stuff, but. I mean, some of the things these people make are outstanding and ridiculously complex, so I would never be able to do that. But I'd be very interested in just to see how the feel of the game is, I think. You, you just, I mean, what we all want <laughs> is that original rush of the, the fun and originality that was EverQuest the first time oh, we yeah. played it. We've been, we've been chasing that particular dragon 
ever since. Oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And you can't ever really replicate that. You can't ever be the first. But you can get pretty darn close sometimes. Yeah. The nostalgia of returning to Norath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, you know, it'll be set and there'll, there'll be all the... The familiar nods and and the the fan service of oh I hate this is uh, oh Kanos uh, Kinos, what huh mm-hmm. uh, Freeport who huh um, yeah. so we'll see what form you know the the new world takes um, I don't know that 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 may it, it has the potential just because of the nostalgia associated with it to, to be the MMO that sucks me back in yeah 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 I'm waiting for that one for sure part of, part of me kind of hopes it does because I, I miss that in yeah. my life we'll see i mean it's for me it's more also if they can pull off what they're saying they want to include in it it is yes. rather ambitious because i mean they could just if i just want to play everquest i'll play project 1999 right. and i've dinked around in there and it's fun <laughs> to go back to but it's one of those things where you kind of go back and you play for a bit and then you go oh yeah i remember well no it's not that it's bad it's just like Oh my God! EverQuest took so much time. It yes. did. It took so you much time. You have to time. commit so much time to this game mm-hmm. if you really want to get any type of progression going. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like I don't have that type of time right. to do anymore. Especially if you have like a horrible sense of direction. Yeah. Because oh my God! Then you spend a lot of time just looking for your body. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, where the hell has did anybody I leave seen it? my corpse? Yep. <laughs> Oh my the god. The corpse run. The corpse runs. And just getting somewhere, I'm like, yeah. I swear, oh, wasn't it over here? No, it wasn't over here. It right. was over this way, but you it's don't It's inside a tree. But you haven't done the the whole east west whatever yet, so you don't you have haven't done a, your sense you heading. You have sense heading. Yeah. So you're still at like I think you're going south north ish, I don't heading. know. Oh god. Oh yeah. Remember that? <laughs> hitting that skills. button for like 4 hours yep. straight. Every time you're walking around, just keep whacking it. Um but yeah, I mean, if they can make next to where it's destructible environments, mm-hmm. you have the ability to like go deep, you know, underground. Then you're running into new things, and just uh, the way that the monster spawns are supposed to work, and how they're yeah. supposed to react to where the players are, um, the type of epic, you know, month-long quests that are going to be in there right at the beginning. Again, huge ambitious list. We'll see if they can pull that piece off, but. Uh, you know, so far everybody I know that have has been in either the uh, landmark alpha or beta has enjoyed it. They're saying, you know, it's fun. It's Minecraft, but it's fun. So it's Minecraft with a liberal salting of EQ. Well, yeah, but yeah. with you know, a pretty powerful editor, modern, modern, yeah. modern editor. I mean, one of the things they said is that when they gave them these tools, the you know, the people to play around in it, yeah. they found out that they did things that they didn't even know the tools could do. Right. You know, so. I mean, people are. Some That's people brilliant are really... of them. I mean, they're crowdsourcing their level design. Basically. Exactly, pretty much. Or at I mean, least it's... their art assets. And and as a company, you don't always have the best assets. No. I mean, you try to hire the best assets, but you don't always have that. And if you can get, you know, a contractor or two that are top notch in their whatever, you know, yeah. building buildings or building environments out there, then why not? Sure. And if you can get them on the cheap. Yeah. You know, uh, even yeah, it's better. It's very cheap for them right now. So. Uh, yep. Which is good. I mean, that's that's fine. Whatever it takes to get that game to market, Going go exactly. ahead. Because it's, it's one that I'm super interested in to see if they can pull off what they're saying they're Well, I mean, with do. Sony behind them, I don't think there's any, any danger of it not making it to market. It's just a matter of whether it will endure and whether it will deliver. 
Right, right. Stand and deliver. All right, that handily brings us to a break. So we can air out the room and hydrate and otherwise... What? You need a nap already, old man? You nap always. <laughs> Remember I'm single parenting as, as, as if the, the noises and the thunder and crash of little feet from upstairs has not been indication <laughs> enough. Screw the pitter-patter of little feet. Whoever came up with pitter-patter of little feet, I guess everyone must have been living on like flagstones when that, when that <laughs> phrase was coined. Because little feet... Do not pitter, neither do they patter. <laughs> Our house will be have the crash and thunder of little feet. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. damn. Before Iolite left on her trip, we had the, the thud crash, huge noises from upstairs, and she shouts, Nemesis! And like, uh-uh. <laughs> Nemesis is downstairs reading his book. Right. <laughs> that was your four-year-old daughter, Arch Nemesis. <laughs> You are joking me. Uh, Observe your yes. son here. <laughs> I'm here. The dog's there. That only leaves one culprit for that noise. Right. She just kind of face palmed at that point oh. silently and just shook her head. Which is all you can do at times like that. And at times like this, when you realize that you, this is time in your life, you're not going to get back when you're listening live to Casually Hardcore on Alpha Geek Radio. Dot com. Here's a little more John and Elio for you. This is Summer Glau. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
She makes me feel fine I can't shake her image from my Researched chaos. Casually <laughs> hardcore continues live on Alpha Geek Radio as we um, finish watching a video of <laughs> Mario the Mob Boss. Um, if no, Telltale Games dead. had made Mario yes. Brothers, yeah. <laughs> so well, that was actually a bit I should have touched on in Geeks in the Gaming World. I had an interesting moment where Nemesis came to me. And wanted to me to go back to the the Wii Virtual Console and get him Super Mario sixty four. Okay. My son is a completionist. Okay. He's played all the Wii and Wii U Mario games. Ah. And worked out from um YouTube videos that there there were Mario games that he had never seen. Mm. And demanded, and we just happened to have a a 2000 point uh, Wii game card left over from the Wii era. Oh, wow. Went and got him Super Mario 64, and he's currently doing a complete playthrough of Super Mario 64, which, as a platformer, holds up pretty damn well. Oh, yeah. It's one of the greatest ever. And all all the... Uh, skills he learned, he re- he's kind of reverse using the skills that they they yeah. learned in later platformers that that are totally applicable. The only thing he's had to do is adapt everything to the classic game controller. Sure, because you can't use the Wii the Wii mote. You have to plug in the old right. school. Um, it's not quite a Nintendo sixty four control because it's not the weird ass thumb control. Yeah, and then some. He's actually has the PS two. Style, okay. you know, yeah, two analog yeah. stick controller, it's like the Super Nintendo. But version. he is he is eaten up. It's basically, yeah, basically the Super Nintendo with some analog with some sticks analogs, is what that is. Yeah. And but he's just I, he's progressing through the game, getting the stars to get the doors open, and going nice. after Bowser in a big way. And that's cool. Like, my son is a retro gamer. There you go. Completely by accident. That's awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Uh, the accidental retro gamer. There is our episode title. There you go. <laughs> Somebody write that down. Ah, uh, research chaos. Mm-hmm. Our poor research team, who we have strung along for, for weeks, for weeks, yep. weeks. Um, so sorry, guys. Thank you for your input. <laughs> we will now tap dance upon some of that input right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have had actually developments. Um. Well, hang on. So we gotta thank MacBit and not Bo to be confused with. with Mac Butt. Butt. And Bobo Fetish. Bobo Fetish. <laughs> Bobo. Bobo Bobo Fetish. fetish. Bobo Fetish. You cretin. You. You can't uh, come up with a word. I can't. Uh, adjectives fail me at this point. Um, yes, you, you, you son of a mother is troll. Right. Um, and then Barry was like, why didn't you include my name? And I was like, well, because I did this like last week and this morning I got up and went, eh, this is all still applicable. <laughs> <laughs> Google Docs has this lovely feature called 
duplicate sheet. Right. And <laughs> rename sheet. Mm-hmm. April 27th. <laughs> so and it suddenly he hadn't posted by that point. April 22nd. Right. Actually beat you to that. Um, but um, the one from two weeks ago where Amazon had announced their purchase of yeah. Comixology. Mm-hmm. Yesterday... We saw the rapid fire fallout from that purchase, which everybody predicted and came true way faster than everyone expected. Hmm. The iOS app has been replaced and in-app purchases are gone. Oh, yeah, that makes There's sense. There's now total divergence. It's all completely unchanged in the, in the Android version. Yeah. Basically, a- Amazon's history of giving the raised middle finger to Apple's 30% cut to all in-app purchases continues. Right. Um, <laughs> the problem is they also ripped out the suggestions for the next title to read. Oh. That would come at the end of reading one issue. So the impulse buy or the, hey, have you seen all the other things that this either writer or artist have done are all gone from the iOS app now. Yeah. Um, And Hmm. people are basically saying, I predict Amazon's going to see a hit in sales from this because I impulse bought a lot of stuff. When I got in a groove of reading a story Hmm. and the desire to read the next part of the story was strong, the... You know, two ninety nine. Sure, charge it to my Apple account. You know, the force was strong with that one, mm. and that's all gone now. You have to go out. You have to bounce out to a website which doesn't have as nearly as good of a search tool. Mm-hmm. It, it's generally being held as a massive step backward for the Comicsology app, and it is because it removes sure. tons yeah. of functionality, and we have the fight between Amazon and Apple. To thank well, for it. I wonder why they would do that though, because Amazon is known for their hey, by the way, these are recommended for you because you watch this, we'll do this, or because you bought this, check this out. Because you need look no further than the Kindle app. When in the original iteration of the Kindle app, you purchased all your books in the app until Apple banned in app purchases. Right. Because in app purchases bypassed Apple's iTunes Music's or iTunes Store, where Apple gets a 30% cut of every transaction. So Apple came in with a heavy hand and said, if things are being purchased on iOS in any form, Apple gets 30%. Right. Because reasons. Because reasons. And Amazon said, oh, really? And they removed all purchasing capability from the Kindle app. Instead said, please visit your Amazon.com site and your account to purchase more books. And then WhisperSync would come in and magically synchronize your purchases, yeah. completely doing an end run around Apple, and they just implemented the exact same system in Comixology to the surprise of no one, but also to the detriment of the app. Um, and of course, strangely, we did not see a 30% decrease in the price of issues under iOS. Huh. Go figure. It just it's pissing off a lot of long-standing iOS Comixology users who really enjoyed the discovery sure. that it allowed of hey you liked this artist 
Look what other titles he's been doing. Ooh. You like this writer? Look what other stories she's written. Ooh. And you would discover new things you might never have done. And all of that is gone unless you're on the Android platform, which it's unchanged. Because nobody is trying to reach in and take 30% of Amazon's money. Yep. Um, so it's an ongoing fight between Amazon and Apple about what is a reasonable amount for the platform builder in the form of Apple yeah. to demand for people using their platform. Amazon says 30% is too much. Right. Apple says go screw yourself. Right. And the consumer is left <laughs> the consumer is left with a, an inferior product because of it. Well, I guess the real question though is I mean Amazon might be looking at it as a chance to say, well, we may take a loss now, but in the future when you're thinking about your next tablet, maybe you won't consider Apple. Yes, exactly. Because comma you know, you can only get your comics or you can get your comics much easier if you go with a fire or a surface or anything, anything that's not that's Apple. not Apple. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely a possibility for sure. I don't really use Comixology, so I'm not really sure one way or the I other. Downloaded it at some point and checked out like some of the free issues you got, and it was cool. But again, it was one of those things where it's like, uh, the price of comics now, especially on that app, like you said, three bucks for an issue, was like, oh no. <laughs> well, that, we paid about that. We did before, and that was a long time ago when we were paying that. And now it's like, eh, I'll just read a synopsis of it on. Wikipedia or something. <laughs> I don't really need to buy comics. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not, but still. Oh, let's see what else is there. Um, so, you know, in continuing our Amazon news, Amazon is actually also looking to enter the smartphone market. Of course you would choose the one I didn't read, but yes. Ha-ha! <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, <laughs> So in another move, uh, moving beyond its retail routes, they are looking to uh, enter smartphones where you already have Android and Apple and to a much lesser extent, Windows phones and even to a much lesser extent than that, Blackberry. <laughs> so Blackberries, they wow. are now trying to uh, jump in um, and we'll see. I don't know. This is, again, one of those kind of same type of thing we've seen in the past where people are just coming a little late to the party. I'm not sure what an Amazon device right now would bring me in my phone that I can't already get from Android, especially since they usually are so partnered with them mm -hmm. in, in all their other devices or an iPhone or any of the other offerings out there. I don't know what would compel me to get an Amazon device. Well, it would have to be something extremely compelling. I mean, I know we said that a lot with the tablets. You know, it's just another tablet coming in. You know, it's another tablet. Right. And all they ever did was the same thing that the other tablets that did. They were just faster, which, yeah, if you're newer technology, obviously you're going to be faster. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you get to the point where then you pop out the Surface. And, I mean, that was big leap and it wasn't just another tablet in my opinion so i'm it would have to be something really big it'd have to be i can't even think of what a phone would have to do for me to switch phones because i was very focused on what i wanted my tablet to do right right but i don't really know how much more my phone can do i mean it pretty much does everything i want right now except it's not big enough and i'm not going to carry a phone the size of my tablet yeah 
So Well, I mean, they may take the same approach they did with the Kindle Fire, where they're just saying, well, we'll come in with something that does a lot of the same things that your iPhone does, but we'll sell it to you for $200 instead of $600. That's true. There is that. Um, and it may not have everything, but it's a much more attractive price point. Uh, if they can do get it to do better than the vast majority of Android devices... Uh, maybe not hit the Galaxy level of, of functionality because I know there's a lot of people that love that line of phones. Right. Um, maybe that would be interesting, or maybe they can at least carve out some sort of market share. The Fire isn't, you know, taking out the iPad in terms of uh, tablet sales. However, it has carved a little niche to where it has uh, a decent uh, base out there. But I think the the iPhone C did that, you know. Yeah, well, that was Apple's response. Yeah. Kind of, well, I guess, yeah, Apple decided to try to go against uh, Android by saying, hey, look, here's a here's cheaper Here's a cheap offer. version, yeah. Yeah, so but, again, I don't. It, it feels late to the party, but uh, we'll have to see You never know. They'd have up. to be something very compelling, yeah. in my opinion. So now that Gnome has rejoined us, do you have any Hello. interest in an Amazon smartphone? They don't have a killer feature. Nope. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it has to be something. They really have to have something where it's above and beyond, but I, I can't really see anything yeah, amazing. And, and, I mean, they, they rolled out the Fire TV recently. Right. And I looked at it, and the voice search is pretty neat. They have a microphone in the in the remote. Hello, pants. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much summed it up, yes. yes. But it's... And that was a close thing. I um, mean, it's basically, it, it would be a replace, replacement for a Roku box. Right. You still have to have your Apple TV and your Roku to get the complete package because yeah. the, the never the twain shall meet. Well, yeah. Um, I'm still kind of sitting back and waiting for a final verdict to, because there are, the shows I listen to that review these things have had varying experiences as to how the search works. Okay. So I've had one commentator who says, I do the voice search, and it searches only my Amazon properties. So I only get the Amazon ah. hits. And I've had another commentator say, no, when I searched, I got hits from Hulu. I got hits from Netflix. And Amazon's been silent as to what the actual functionality is of, of what the, the voice search covers. Because if they have voice search mm-hmm. where I can say, justified. And it will find it on all the services that I subscribe to and give me all the options. And, and the ones I don't subscribe to and say, if you want to pay money, you can get it through this other. So I can say, you know, Sherlock. Give me Sherlock. Where can I get Sherlock right. streaming? Well, you can buy it from Amazon streaming. Or if you're a, a Hulu Plus subscriber, you can get it. You know, whatever the answer may be, mm-hmm. a single search for all of those, Apple excluded, obviously. Because yeah. they will not, you know, oil and water. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't mix well. I would buy a couple Amazon Fire TVs in a heartbeat and replace my old my older Roku 2 boxes because the processor in, in the Fire TV is supposed to be quite spry and the interface design is supposed to be very nice um, and the, the voice, but I haven't been able to get a final word on whether the search really covers all that. So if the Amazon voice search covers all services outside of Apple... They have me as a as a buyer. If it covers 
own if it's if it's unreliable and it's hit or miss and sometimes it'll venture into Hulu and and Netflix and sometimes it won't and it's they're still working on it or if it's as cleanly no only Amazon and Amazon Prime, Amazon Streaming and Amazon Prime are covered. Right. Then they do not have my yeah, interest. Yeah, doesn't do you oh, yeah. much good. Then which is sad point. because as a piece of hardware and the interface is gorgeous and well done, and the voice search is a great addition. And because you know, it's it's the little features that turn my head anymore. The Roku three I got most recently. The addition of the headphone jack on the Bluetooth remote. For to convert to private listening when the spouse is asleep next mm-hmm. to you, that's actually a compelling feature once you try it. Realize that, hey, there are definitely circumstances where this would be damned useful. Where you want to watch it on the big screen, but don't want to annoy someone else in the room. Sure. And I never even considered that as a feature until I had it. I suspect it'll be much the same way with the voice search if they can reassure me that it's going to be useful voice search. So it is possible for Amazon to, to offer me compelling stuff. In the phone, uh, it would have to be a, a killer feature because I'm already a Nexus 4 you know, pure, unedited Android user. So I'm used to having the unfiltered experience of every feature available to me. I own the phone. I can carry it between a right. limited number in the U.S. providers. Um, you know, I, I use that to great effect. I was able to just go to Canada, pop the SIM out, pop a Canadian Rogers SIM in, and have a Canadian phone for the duration because it was a completely unlocked phone. Very, very damned useful. Um, I paid a small premium for that up front, but it's not the steep premium it once was. Right. Um, hmm. That's the the new the new OnePlus One phone. Uh, similar, they're selling it unlocked for a completely attainable price of between two hundred and fifty and three hundred bucks for a really high end smartphone. So I'm I'm seeing I'm happy to see that as a trend going forward of for the hobbyist and or the person who's a, more aware and more concerned with the capabilities of their phone options becoming available for buying phones outright combined with T-Mobile's change in attitude of everything's month to month right and hopefully the other guys will be following suit in some way um, that's a whole new realm of smartphones of you combine the carrier you want with the hardware and the OS you want that's the perfect world, um, best for the consumer, of where you can cherry-pick exactly what you want and get the service over it you want. We'll see if we get there. Hmm. But there's always these barriers thrown up to it of, yeah, here's your Fire TV. You can have all the stuff you want, <coughs> except for the iTunes Music Store. Yeah. Here's your Apple TV. You can have all the stuff, except for the Amazon Store and Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah. So can't I just have my, you know, without hacking and piracy, can't I just have all the stuff I want on the devices I want when I want it? I will pay for this. Nope. Everyone's concerned with it. Nope. You will you will devote yourself stem to stern to our ecosystem. You will live the Apple life. You will live sure. the Android life. You will live the Amazon life. And to me, the the annoyance of Amazon entering the fray is great. One more fragment. Right. It's not just Android and iOS. No, it's Android, iOS, and Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Well, I have, if I have any concern over it, it would be the fact that they then say, well, maybe we don't really care about apps then on other phones. Maybe, or maybe Android looks and goes, oh, you're putting a phone out? Well, we're going to do the same thing Apple did then and basically 
neuter your apps on yep. our devices as well, which would suck. And Amazon had their own app store for ages for yeah. Android. Yeah. It's just, you would just have to install install the Android app store in addition to the Google Play Store, right. and they would they would coexist and ebony and ivory on your phone just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if they start walling off those gardens where they say, well, the Amazon app right. store is now only available on Amazon hardware. Like, this is not, you're not looking out for your consumers. No. You're not selling us what we want. You're selling us what you think will make you the maximum dollar. Yeah. Historically, that doesn't work. No. Nope. It's usually a bad idea. Usually, usually a but, bad but idea. at the same time, they can point to iOS and say, really? X, well, true. True, iOS. Amazon is Amazon is, or excuse me, Apple is a total success story of walled garden, play by our rules. But in their case, they said we're gonna wall the garden of a garden you've never seen. They were first to market, <laughs> yeah. so they did it with the phone as well as the tablet. But they've trained an entire generation sure, sure. of users. And arguably their, multiple generations, that this can be a good thing. That's the benefit that they're enjoying from it. Uh, we will control, therefore you don't have malware on iOS. Sure. Generally speaking. But it's difficult for a, uh, a, you know, come lately person to try to jump in. Well, that's just a casualty and the users will be unaware of it because you'll never see it. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, that's the whole, the other massive story of the last week or so has been the FCC... Playing games and basically leaked information about their their counter proposal. So they had lost in court recently. Yeah. Uh, basically, the judge had said to them, "Your net neutrality rules need to be reworded because you chose not to call internet service providers common carriers. Right. You worded these rules as if they were common carriers. Come back to us with a different wording, and everything will be fine." Instead of coming back with different word, well, they've definitely come back with different wording. The problem is they have, uh, and these these are basically shills that have been put in place. These are all people in the FCC who used to be lobbyists for the cable TV industry. <laughs> it is really heartbreaking, and and really kind of shatters your your image of your democratically elected system working properly when you look closely at who's running the show at the Federal Communications Commission. These are all people who were basically groomed in jobs working for for cable and and telcos who then got themselves in these jobs and are basically working for their old bosses. Yeah. And there's verbiage in the new proposed document, which is now up for early public comment, um, that says, we will allow... Of an internet fast lane, if it's commercially justified, with no definition of what commercially, commercially justified means. Nice. But the fact that there's verbiage in there at all that that basically permits internet service providers to charge a premium for faster access, as long as air quotes basic access exists. Right. It's the it is. It cannot be overstated mm-hmm. the degree to which this ruins the internet. Because this is exactly what the bottom line obsessed internet service providers have been trying to get for years and years and years. And what advocates of net neutrality have been fighting 
against, which is basically a multi-tiered internet. Right now, under existing rules, generally speaking, this has already been eroded to a certain extent by mm -hmm. Comcast playing games with choosing not to upgrade their interconnect to the detriment of their customers to deliberately screw Netflix. Right. Um, basically saying, yeah, our internet, our internet service provider customers uh, are getting suck service from a, from a certain quadrant of the internet, which happens to contain Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, we don't care because we don't have to care because we're a monopoly in our markets because they have nowhere else to go. So what you gonna do? Go to our competitors? Oh wait, there aren't any, and they're they're this is getting codified where it'll be okay to do that in, oh, sure. a, in a more subtle way of hey Netflix would you like to be over here with the common traffic which moves at a maximum speed of this many megabits per second or would you like to pay us extra to get You're 200% faster megabits per second and allows the internet service providers to double dip, to charge the base connection to the internet fee for all their subscribers, for the people who are receiving data, generally speaking, and then also charge a massive amount of money to the companies, to the companies who want to mm -hmm. provide sure. services. This is a huge stifle to innovation because you consider the world in which something like Twitter came into being where it went from an idea tightly tied to SMS messaging and in its early days when you have that moment where something becomes a thing this was in the case of Twitter was at South by Southwest where they kind of rolled it out and it got in the spotlight and people said ooh, and there was a massive explosion in interest in Twitter and their bandwidth needs skyrocketed. Right. And all they had to do was work with their internet service provider and pay their their internet service provider for a larger pipe. And then also put enough servers on the other end of that pipe to withstand the onslaught. So when the growth arrived, and one would hope with the attendant increase in revenue arrives with the increased demand for your services, you need to pay one time. You pay your internet service provider who connects your computers to the internet for more lanes on the highway. That's how it is under the current system. You pay, somebody increases the physical plant and you right. have more speed. Under this new system, you would then also have to visit every single internet service provider and pay again and say Comcast give us more lanes here's your check Cox Communications give us more lanes here's your check Time Warner here's your check right. for more lanes no small startup with an innovative idea that requires a lot of bandwidth when it becomes popular is likely to be able to perform that transition Sure. Mm -hmm. no, for so sure. the next Twitter, the next big thing that could be the wonderful, neat, 
great idea that we all want to use will die a crib death because we'll all try to use it. We'll get 404 not found yeah, errors because the be servers that. can't respond fast enough. And oh well. I guess it sucks then because I can't even get yep. in it. Yep. Meanwhile, the clone service to that idea that Facebook rolls out because they can already afford or have already paid all their bribes to all the internet service providers for fast access will be able to roll out whatever they want. And the innovation will come only from the already established players in the internet stage. Is yeah. that really what you want? Because that's where we're headed if these new rules go into effect. So I encourage you to, when the public comment period opens, and they did open an early version of it, you can go to FCC.gov and read all about it, um, comment often and loudly about your displeasure with this unleveling of the playing field. The, the thing we've honked on on this show and, and, and many other shows have, have beaten on is the great equalizer that the internet is. The fact that we can, with a modest investment in equipment, reach however many sets of ears care to listen to us without having to already be a multi-billion dollar a year industry is a wonderful thing. If you have an idea and you can find your audience and send your information to those people, that is the wonderful, awesome thing about the community building that the internet can be. And this is a massive stifling of that whole idea mm. where oh, da, 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 you want to reach people? Money, please. Right. It's surprising, though, that there's not more companies that are against. I mean, obviously, I know Netflix has a piece in it, but you think. Netflix has been, has been wonderfully vocal about the. You about think, how though, this has that been like. Bad. Apple would also be not down with this because all their and now granted cellular networks are on a separate thing from this. However, most of the devices are Wi-Fi capable. Most of the devices would be impacted by that. And so, if the next great thing happens to be an app that gets into the App Store, they you know Apple would then have to pay all these folks or I'm assuming they already would be paying all their folks to allow their traffic to go through at a higher rate, which I mean, I'm sure they would pass back to the app developers, but it's, it doesn't seem to make sense for a lot of the cellular companies out there right now that are utilizing the internet to want this to go through. Either. Even the big companies, because that's less profit for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they can pay it, but do they want to pay it? Yeah. But consider long-term looking at this, they may be saying, well, we're established. And with these new rules, no new competitor will ever arise. Why would we want to stop this? I mean, it's a, it's a terrible and cynical way to look at it, but it does neatly explain why there's not more outcry on the large company level until you look at it from the perspective of, but yeah, this is built-in government-sanctioned repression of all future competitors. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem... Most no, companies I, aren't, aren't... You're cool. taking a very reasonable approach yeah. to it, mm -hmm. and <laughs> that's... Um, the, 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 my guess, point is they're, they're not being reasonable. But my point is that there should be more than just Netflix. Like, I would expect more... I hope Netflix outcry. is just the early voice. Yeah. yeah. 
damn. <laughs> Smack, <laughs> smacking his <laughs> stupid the microphone. So uh, I, I hope yeah. to mm-hmm. see more outcry as because right now this is just the a leaked document. There's been no sure because in the in the coming weeks this will become official request and there will be a 90 day comment period. Right during and during the official comment period, I hope to see. The well, Amazons yes. and the Googles yeah. and the Apples of the world stepping up to the plate and saying, no. Right. This is a bad idea and here's why. Netflix has just been an early arrival to sure. the table because they've already had to f- have the fight one yeah. time. Where through oh, gosh, yeah. dumb and, I mean, I mean, you look at what Comcast did. They basically, the way the internet works is you have your internet service provider and then they have connection points to the next tier of providers. There's a, a layer of internet service right. provider, one layer removed from you, which basically are the big trunk lines that connect big internet service providers all across the world to each other. So you think you've got the small arteries in your local neighborhood that go to the bigger artery of the your local internet service provider then to a massive artery on these providers, and there's a very small number of these guys that are connecting the entire world. They have fiber optic connections of the gods and everybody connects to them and they connect everyone to everyone. Sure. And Comcast is basically saying, yeah, we see there's a demand for greater connectivity between us and this, this trunk provider that Netflix is also attached to. We're going to refuse to upgrade that. And the normal right. MO is when more demand is, is noticed, you simply buy greater capacity to take good care of your customers because obviously there's something on that network segment that your people want and you just you scale it you you buy more ports and you you basically have have more connections to that part of the world and, and Comcast made the deliberate decision to not increase capacity to that part of the network deliberately to make sure that Netflix had crappy performance on their network because their stated position was well, if Netflix is sending so much information over our network, shouldn't they be paying us, despite the fact that there was no historical precedent for that being the way things work? Greed, 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 greed. To the point where Netflix says, okay, fine, because we care about our customers that clearly Comcast does not, we will give in to this bribe. We will will pay this bribe to increase capacity so that our customers, Netflix's customers, will have a good experience. And there's a wonderful graph where that shows the average um, resolution that Netflix movies were shown at before and after Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. paid the bribe. And it just spikes from really low standard resolution to 720p and higher Basically, um, on the day the bribe was paid, suddenly people on Comcast, awesome. and it was basically yeah. Comcast was, was saying, our customers have nowhere else to go. Netflix, it'd be a shame if you lost all these customers. It's a protection racket in electronic form. Mm-hmm. And so, eh, pay up or your, yep. your movies look like crap. And Netflix sadly had to capitulate. They're not going quietly, which is why they are being very vocal and they're very, very plain spoken in the, in the statements they've made. They say clearly with no 
room for interpretation. Comcast screwed us. Is you read their their statements on things, and, and here's the diagram, and here's the chart that shows you the way Comcast was screwing our customers, and we are not happy about the fact that we had to pay this money. We paid it because we care about our customers, but this is not the way sh- things should be. So hopefully, similar statements will come out of other big providers once this goes up for official comment. And as if you may have noticed, I feel rather strongly about this topic. <laughs> Um, I think this is this is a, this is potentially a defining moment for the internet in the United States. And this again, this is mm-hmm. only in the United States, and again, the rest of the world is looking at us like similar to you know healthcare. Yeah, at us like, you're like really, really, really. You guys are going after this. What? And then this goes hand in hand with the the scientific study that came out a couple of weeks ago that basically says here is the scientific scientific documentation that says the United States is not a democracy. And you can read this, say, congratulations, for the last 23 years, you have lived in an oligarchy. And here's the undeniable scientific evidence that your democracy is meaningless and corporations run your lives. And it's a really, really depressing read because you're like, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, I remember that, yes, oh God. So... This is an extension of that, where a, a corporation is looking out for them, or several corporations are looking out for themselves to the detriment of what the people living here think is best and want to have happen. And the government, who is supposed to be looking out for our best interest, is saying, sure, companies, that's a great idea. Let's do that. So if you live in the U.S. and you're listening to this and the comment period comes up, I encourage you, comment. Comment like the wind. <laughs> Express right. your displeasure, and we'll see if we can, like Sopa and Pippa before, if we can head this one off at the pass and and introduce some common sense into uh, the proceedings. End of rant. Got it. Bang. <laughs> Let's not revisit that one. Damn. <laughs> Gets my dander up. I tell you. Tell me how you really feel. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like the show? <laughs> but I just work here. All right. If anyone is out there lurking and wants to call in, Boba, I'm pretty sure. Excuse me. <clears throat> Boba. Uh, you had expressed an Bobo. interest in calling in. Bobo fish. <laughs> Boba. <laughs> Listen not to these heathen, Boba. I'm just repeating what that one said. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Oh, so you always do what your husband says. No. Okay. Let's just write that down. I'm doing it to screw with him the same way I do it to screw with you. wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've just demonstrated it before all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I As have. As they say in League of Legends, that baits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mongo only pawn yep. in Game of Life. Um, so if you, sorry, wrong click. Uh-huh. Uh, if you have opinions about, uh, this week's topics, uh, oh, look, there's a Boba. Make sure I've got this, uh, set up properly. Welcome to the show, Boba Fetish. Can you hear us? Just um, so, uh, Boba, <clears throat> Boba, uh, brought you back on the call because none of your voice got recorded earlier. Yay, me! Yay, you! 
Um, Probably a good thing for your listeners. Uh, we can sum up Boba. This ruling from Disney sucks. So. Yes. <laughs> you were you were you were concerned at the wholesale jettisoning of all of the expanded universe um, instead of a more middle ground approach of perhaps cherry picking the really good storylines and really good characters. Pretty much, yeah. But um, oh, this way, Chewie lives. <laughs> I don't care. Boba's dead. <laughs> Boba's <laughs> only dead until someone writes him alive right. again. <laughs> yeah, but how many years am I going to have to wait now? Well, we got, what, two years until Episode 7 happens? And then, I mean, the, the Boba Fett movie is in production. So how can you have a Boba Fett movie with no Boba Fett? Um, only if they do it in between, say, Episodes 3 to 6. That's not the or if they go back intention. between 2 to 4. Yeah, no. I mean, the problem with the whole Boba Fett idea is... Every single clone trooper is him. Yeah, I sort mean, of. The, the idea is that Boba Fett was an unaltered clone, right. an unconditioned clone right. of, of Jango right. Fett. Right. So that that is what made him different. Yeah. Yep. So you, you can't necessarily have a f- properly functioning clone, clone warrior, be a true Boba Fett. Right. Um, you could do a storyline where one of them malfunctions and gets his, his, his base personality back, but that's reaching, I would think. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. But writers do that crap all the time. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, the whole episode... I, I mean, there, there's a whole series of episodes in the most recent series of Clone Wars where the repressor in the clone's head went wrong and he was becoming more, more like Jango Fett and came close to revealing... Uh, Order sixty six. Oh. Um, but the whole point of of you know Boba was the fact that Django taught him, not right, not their you know whatever. Not that they he were. had it all in him already. Yeah. Well, he he was he was a a complete unaltered clone of Django. Right. And he was raised at least to a young age. Yes. By right. Django. By Django. And then had serious Jedi issues because right. of the way Django um, was beheaded in front exactly. of him. Exactly. So yeah. that that. Makes experiences make a person. So, so right. the Boba Fett we met in Empire Strikes Back um, had a history yes. exactly. that we saw the beginning of explored. I mean, th- th- there's a great fan love of Boba Fett for all kinds of reasons. Right. I mean, he was just, I mean, you look at the actual footage in Empire Strikes Back, we saw very little of him. Oh, yeah. And yet, so many people attached to him as. Ooh, Star Wars universe badass. And technically, Boba Fett had less than four minutes of screen time out of both movies and four or five lines. Right. That's it. I mean, and yet everybody seems to attach to Boba. He's no good to me, dead. Right. I mean, right. The guy does not exactly Shakespearean in his. Exactly. In his <laughs> but delivery. it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get on a huge rant here on why he was I don't awesome. want to go off on a rant here. But I mean... He's not really a costume <laughs> designer. That, that line, he's talking back to freaking Darth Vader. Right. He's like... So he's like one of the only people lift. in the entire Empire to say like, hey, don't, you know... What if he Jerk doesn't nuts. survive, asshole? Don't let him, you know, don't let him die. <laughs> Darth Vader in the first, in New Hope, or no, I'm sorry, in Empire, says to him like, no disintegrations! <laughs> like... 
This guy just obliterates people. You're able to infer from that line. Here, here's and, the vapor that used to be your bounty. And then really in Jedi, other than a complete fluke, he was handling the situation pretty well. And he yep. was going up against basically the hero team that took out a Death Star. Right. And he was handling them all pretty easily. Yep. Until, you know, Boba Fett, on. where? Up! No. And the thing is, you look at that. Both Django Fett and Boba Fett were taken out by a jetpack malfunction. Yeah. Obviously, this is like the no capes rule. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be reliant on jetpacks. No capes. No capes. So, yes. So the short story is there's a great love of Boba Fett. Yes. And I'm at least heartened by the fact that Disney is well into and still intends to make a standalone Boba Fett-centric movie, whatever form it will take. Yes, I'm just waiting to see what form that movie that takes, is the big, along with Seven. That is the big question mark. And yes, um, <coughs> I hope, and I hope the indicate, indications from Star Wars Rebels are that they will dip liberally right. into the expanded universe and pick out fan favorites and good storylines and characters to revisit and make canon once again. Um, so I, I don't think there was I don't think there was any easy way out nope. for Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm in this situation because they were either going to cherry pick and announce in a spreadsheet that they were cherry picking and then the, the nerd rage would be, well, you chose this, but not this. And rah, rah, rah. Yeah. There was going to be whining, kvetching, and... Well, yeah, they had a no-win yeah. situation. No-win. But, I mean, they they took what was the easiest for them. They which did. was, was black and white. Out. It's all gone it's all gone until we say it's back. Right, right. So, whatever. Go, internet, talk amongst yourselves, yeah. and, and here we are. Aha. Aha, ho, ho, he, he. Right. And this time it was actually recorded. Yay. Yay. Skype. Yay. Yay. No one is not being a moron. And I just wanted to say that uh, on air, now that you're recording, Daxa is not the only cool kid. I am totally the only cool kid. I was the first <laughs> cool kid. <laughs> you might have been first, but you're not the only anymore with my Surface Pro 2. Yeah, yeah baby. And how are you liking it? I'm liking my Surface Pro 2 so far. I think it's one it's of the few machi- few tablets that I can actually play Civilization on. Isn't that cool? Yes. Love that. I give this speech to every customer that comes to me in my regular life looking for, you know, I want a nice laptop. Like, have you considered the Surface? The what? And what? I wind up giving this long speech about you want an Ultrabook? This is the one you want, especially the Pro 1 right now, which is available wicked cheap. The Pro 2 came out, and all the Pro 2 really does is a slight change in the revision of the Intel i5 that it's based on and bigger solid-state drive. Don't knock my Pro 2, man. (laughs) No, just kidding. The Pro 2 is awesome, (laughs) but the Pro 1 is kind of the bargain at the moment where if you don't need tons of storage, which is what the Pro 2 brings to the table is lots of solid-state storage... The Pro 1 is an absolute bargain. So if you're looking for a high-end notebook, consider the Surface Pro 1 before they're gone. And no, Microsoft is not sponsoring us. It's just my experience is that the three people I've had who were looking for notebooks who instead got Surface Pro 1s are all massively happy with them. 
So occasionally, Microsoft can do something right and do it well. I think they're just psychotically incapable of marketing it correctly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they need Pretty to take, much. If it's, not an, if it's not an Xbox product, their marketing department just, just stabs themselves in the chest every single time. I don't know what their problem is. Oh, even, even with the Xbox, they, they nearly committed suicide this, when they did their original announcement. The I Xbox mean, One. the words massive backpedaling yeah. Yeah. is, is still the understatement of the console that. cycle. Slightly better. Um, Sony may or may not be laughing all the way to the bank on their grave, but everyone missteps at one point or another. This is just one of their more graphic ones. Uh, and of course, there's Windows RT. It's like they had a Windows RT at the same time, which is like I have to keep warning people at work. Here, if you're going to buy a Surface, get the Pro. Do not get the RT. Get the Pro. We, RT will not work with the corporate network. We get don't the Pro. have enough time for me to go off. On Windows RT. RT, nope. Uh, nope, no. nope. Just, just suffice, don't do it. Suffice it to say, yeah, you're damn right. Right. Um, Barry, are you in fact on this call, or am I just staring at your icon in vein? You're staring. I'm at staring it at the in icon vein. in vein. All right. Yes. So I'm gonna hang up on it. a sign that then. we need to end Wrap this so we can open the door because I'm going to pass out <laughs> in this room much longer. Yeah. <laughs> there you for, go. You're making me reach for a really. <laughs> Specific oh. drop in here, and I gotta find it. If you're finding it, it gets me to open that door in five seconds. That's cool. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have <laughs> yep, cause, cause here it is. Get yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. Right. And oh. silence. Yeah, we didn't hear that on the call. We don't have it rigged for these Skype callers. Uh, lucky you're being recorded at all, okay? Be grateful. You yeah, exactly. exactly. So demanding. Demanding God, people. Jesus. Ah. All right. You have been listening. To Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Yes, we have not pod faded completely. We are still doing episodes uh, precisely when life allows us to. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Check us out on the web, AlphaGeekRadio.com. Go sponsor us on Patreon. Become a patron to keep us rolling. Patreon.com slash AlphaGeek. Follow us on the Twitter. The show is Hardcore Casuals. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. She is Daxa C-H, that's D-A-K-S-A, not D-A-X-A. He is Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L. I am Gnomewise, and you can send your hate mail and differences of opinion to the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. Visit the website, alphageekradio.com, because many and awesome things have happened there. We're up to a ridiculous number of channels. There are apps in development. There are things happening. There are fun shows you should listen to when you have the time. Just hit the shows tab. Check them all out. They're all awesome. Uh, none more than this, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we, the hell, slightly late, but we started late, are out of here. Bombadida,